0: welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. You've heard me say many times before, these are all companies that I used as an athletic director, and I have no problem recommending them to you because they are great companies. So don't hit that fast-forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes. We're going to give them a shout-out. So, Here we go. Hey, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. It's digital ticketing that offers more. Go to HometownTicketing.com. More support, more security, more customization. The Hometown team is here to help you make the best online ticketing solution. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to SidelineInteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo and see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We wanna say thanks to Gipper, the official social media graphics solution for the podcast. If you go to Gipper.com, their team is gonna show you how to create world-class content for your school's social media channel you can do it in seconds on any device you don't really don't need any training it's going to help you celebrate your athletes and promote your teams gippers used and trusted by over 3000 athletic programs across the country it's professional design made simple go to gipper.com to get started we want to say thanks to home campus go to homecampus.com it's the exclusive high school, and state association management platform for us. And it's something that you're going to use every day. I know I did. Used it for scheduling, for student-athlete eligibility and clearance, uh, connecting with parents, digital forms and signatures, coach tracking, you name it, Home Campus does it. And all you have to do to get started is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They're on a mission to help you bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. Uh, If you mention the podcast, they'll give you a nice discount. That's Vital Signs Wall of Fame. We want to say thanks to Snap Raise. Have you ever spent weeks and weeks on a fundraiser and then got little, if any return, no more, go to snapraise.com hands down, the best online fundraising platform out there. We used it with great success at our school. Our coaches loved it. Our parents loved it. It works. Go to snapraise.com to get started. We want to say thanks to huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game as a football coach. I used huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a huddle school and our coaches just love the tools that huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com, join the 8 million users and turn your school into a huddle school. We want to say thanks to athletic surveys by life track. you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your complainers and also the 98% that supports your program. And That's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated athlete or parent or maybe your principal or even your school board. Go to AthleticSurveys.com. They're going to help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Chad Busick. Uh, if you follow podcasts and athletics, that's probably a familiar name. Chad's got an incredible uh, background in sports and athletics, uh, among other things. He's the founder of championship mindset, we're going to hear about that later on. He's also a fellow podcaster. He's a successful author. Uh, he's a, a John Gordon speaker and talks about uh, mental fitness for athletes, for coaches, for teams and organizations. Uh, and we're very excited to have him on our podcast. Chad music welcome to the Educational Lady Podcast.
1: Well, Jake, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. I've had a chance to. You know, listen to a couple of your episodes. I just love what you're doing in the world of college athletics to help athletic directors and other departments across the country. So I'm excited for the conversation today.
0: Well, um, uh, as we uh, shared earlier, it's uh, you know, still January 2024. So it's going to be pretty timely when people are listening to this. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that bio, where you were born, a, where you grew up, uh, maybe take us up through your own uh, college days, and then we'll take a break. But what's the Chad music origin story?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. So I was uh, born and raised in uh, Southern California. I grew up in the Central Coast of California, a little town called Atascadero. Um, in fact, my parents still live in the same house that they built in 1975. Um, so that uh, we moved there when I was two. I played multiple sports growing up, uh, but primarily. Towards the you know back into my high school you know career really started focusing on soccer. That was really kind of my my sport, and I was fortunate to go to a Division three school, uh, Cal Lutheran University in oh, yeah. Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, played a couple of years there, and then graduated uh, and moved on. Um, and and really I knew. Uh, It's funny when you look back and, you know, I knew probably about my junior year in high school that I wanted to work with high-level athletes on culture, mental toughness, all of those things. And so uh, I got my degree in psychology and I wanted, I needed more. And so I wanted to continue and pursue that. And uh, sports psychology was an emerging field back when I was graduating from college. And I'm starting to date myself with age a little bit. but, uh, um, But the problem was, is that a lot of it was run in the physical education department or the kinesiology department. It wasn't really where it was supposed to be run. Um, And so I, I was kind of at a loss of where I was gonna continue. And I found a small school down here in San Diego, California. It was called University of Humanistic Studies. Um, They had a sports psychologist from Brazil that was on staff, and it was kind of a unicorn. You could come down and get your degree in uh, family counseling with an emphasis in sports psychology. And I said, that's awesome. So I got married in June of 96. My wife and I moved to San Diego. We knew nobody. We had no jobs. We had one car um, and just to go to the school. And about a year and a half into that education, the school went out of business. Um, and so I was forced with the choice at that time, the first of many, you know, roadblocks and speed bumps that we encounter in life. And um, I got connected with a company, and that path change diverted me from that into a world of sales and sales management. And I spent you know twenty plus years in sales and sales management, had a huge, successful career. Um, through that time in the mortgage industry and then later into a different sales industry. So kind of gave up on the dream for a little bit, Jake, it just kind of wasn't there, but it was in the time that I met, uh, working in the mortgage industry, I met a guy by the name of Jim Madrid and Jim Madrid was, um, working with companies and he was doing a lot of, um, what they called it. he had a company called IntelliKey. So it was the 10 principles of IntelliKey, um, He came into the company. He and I became fast friends. He's been a really good friend and mentor of mine, even to this day. Um, And so I began training some of our sales staff. And I always told Jim that we got to do this for sports. We have to do this for sports. And then um, a few years later, we ended up starting to do it for sports. And it became advanced sports technology. It was the seven fundamentals of mental fitness. And uh, it was during that time that I got back to coaching. Um, and so I started coaching. I spent 10 years coaching competitive soccer uh, down here in the San Diego area, Um, and so from there, just kind of one thing led to another. I got back in. I actually, after 10 years, stopped coaching and went and pursued more of a a career in helping teams on the mental side of the game, so we were doing things like vision and team building, Um, and ultimately, uh, that's what led me to the John Gordon Companies, uh, and a little bit of what I'm doing today, um, as today I'm the VP of Athletics for the John Gordon Companies, and I have the opportunity to work with college athletic programs, uh, athletic directors, coaches, teams, student-athletes all across the country, doing this power positive leadership and power of positive teamwork. That's a quick little, maybe not so quick overview of kind of wh- where I've been, where I'm at today, and I'm sure we'll dive into some of those things um, throughout the conversation. But, yeah, thank you for asking.
0: no, I'd love to hear the stories, and you're right. We are going to take a, a deeper dive into that. But I want to go all the way back to uh, high school. Um, you know, you said um early on that you knew you wanted to work with athletes and and, and that sort of thing. Um, I all I knew, uh, at that same time, was uh, I didn't want to work for a living. You know, I, I love sports. I uh, love being on teams. had some great coaches, you know, high school coaches. And I uh, just said, boy, oh, this would be pretty cool, you know, teach me or something. Um, and I joked that injuries and a lack of talent uh, kept me out of the NFL. But uh, looking back to your own high school experience, can you think of a moment, and maybe at the time, it didn't mean that much, but now looking back with uh, your perspective, you could say that that moment was really significant for, for, for me, anything come out, come to mind.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question. I look back to my, my high school career in soccer. And um, I think that was really a transformative time for me. Um, I came in and played my freshman year on the JV team and I was a goalkeeper um, at that time. And, it just so happened that we had no other goalkeeper that was a freshman who was a friend of mine who was he was just a better goalkeeper. Um, and so at the end of my freshman year, I was playing on the JV team. He was kind of a, a reserve and playing a little bit on the varsity team. I kind of said, well, I've got three years left. What am I going to do with that three years? I don't want to sit on the bench and ride and just not be able to participate and play. So my sophomore year, I decided that I was not going to play goalkeeper anymore. I was going to play forward. And so I played my sophomore year as a forward. And then going into my junior year, I was like, okay, well, how do I get on the varsity team? What's going to help me get there to the varsity team? And I started looking at the players. We had a lot of really good forwards on the team. So I said, well, that's not going to work. And one of the things that I learned in that process is I was actually cut from my varsity team my junior year. And it was that moment where I remember going home and talking to my parents. I'm like, I was bombed. I wanted to be on the varsity team. I felt that I wasn't going to learn and grow and develop as a player as much on the JV team. I needed to be playing against and with better players every day. Um, and so I didn't ask my parents to do it. I, I, you know, thankfully my parents were amazing in this process. They supported me. They said, but if that's what you believe, then you need to go talk to the coach. And my parents didn't call the coach. My parents didn't ask for me to the coach. They said, if that's what you want, Chad, then that's what the conversation that you need to have. And so I, at, you know, whatever I was 16 years old at the time, went and met with my coach the next day. And I kind of just said to him, I said, this is, this is what I believe. This is why I want to be on the team. I don't, i I'll, playing time. We'll work. We'll worry about that later, but I want to be on the team. This is how I'm going to get better. And he actually said, yes. Uh, and he said, yes, I, we can put you on the team. I can't guarantee you playing time, but if that's what you believe in. Um, and it just was an important lesson that, hey, you got to be clear what you want. You have to be willing to ask for it. Um, and you have to be willing to pay the price or do the things that needs to be. And Jake, the really cool thing about that story is by the time the middle of the season started, uh, middle of the season came around, league play, I was starting on the team as an outside defender, right? So now I'm playing a whole new position, but I was in, or earned my way into a starting position on the team. Um, and I think those type of things I knew that, I mean, I was a good player, but I wasn't a great player. I was good enough to be on the team and and have some minutes. I was fortunate enough to be on the team at the college level, but it was through that time that I kind of realized the importance of the connection, the team, Um, that coach still has that impact on me all these years later because he gave me that opportunity. And he, it wasn't that he gave me the opportunity. He he was, he was hard on me. He coached me really hard. Um, But it's some of those moments that I look back and, and realize that it's it's helped set me up for success and everything else that I've done.
0: Oh, absolutely. Great story and it's one of those lessons that I think parents of the, our current generation they're reluctant to allow their sons and daughters to experience. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, the they want to be the one to pick up the phone. They want to be the one to to go in and and talk to the coach and uh you know, I'm uh, older than you, but you know, my parents were the same way. It would never occur to them. Uh, to talk to my coaches, you know, Hey coach, you got a minute. Uh, It it just wasn't in their mindset. And uh, I, I guess I I always say right, wrong, good or bad. This is the way it is now. I I, I think it is a little bit wrong. I think it is a little bit bad. We got to figure out a way to, uh, you know, uh, keep coaching our kids and get the parents uh, uh, supporting them, but, you know, allowing them to, you know, grow great stuff for listeners. uh, Our guest today is Chad. Music. Um, he is the uh, founder of Championship Mindset. We're going to hear about that later on in the podcast and a whole bunch of other things, but let's go and take our first break. Uh, but I promise we're coming back. This is the Educational 80 podcast. We want to say thanks to our friends at Hometown Ticketing for their support. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, and more customization. Like I said, go to hometownticketing.com. Their team is going to show you how to set up and sell tickets uh, for your events, not just athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every school gets assigned a dedicated client success manager that's going to provide you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. The Hometown team is here to help you make the best online ticketing solution. We also want to thank our friends at Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor score tables and scoreboards. You can also schedule a live web demo to see their great products in action. They not only generate income, for your athletic department but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes that's sidelineinteractive.com check them out today hey welcome back everybody to the educational 80 podcast once again our guest is chad music um chad you you kind of gave some broad brushstrokes in your post-college career and i know now you know a lot of your time is is with the uh, john gordon Take our listeners again on that journey that uh, led you up to this point where you are uh, a John Gordon speaker working with, you know, programs, you know, at the high school and college level.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, when I was in the world of sales, uh, my daughters—I have two daughters. Um, my oldest is now married. My youngest is a is a senior at uh, Indiana Wesleyan University, and so they started gravitating into sports, and so that led me back into coaching. And I started coaching them at a at a young age. I was here in uh, San Diego area, and it gave me a great opportunity. I had the experience being as a player and as a coach. And uh, it gave me an opportunity to coach my older daughter for four years, my younger daughter for three years. And just such great family time around the soccer field and the tournament. Um, and then I you know, stayed on and coached teams that my kids weren't on for several years. Um, ended up having my D license with U.S. soccer. And I just as much as I love the game, I just saw so much of a need for the lack of mental toughness, mental skills, and, and just all of the challenges in the world. And so, like I said earlier, it led me back to Jim Madrid, uh, Seven Fundamentals of Mental Fitness. And so I started training teams. I started working with some college teams, local competitive teams, high school teams. Um, and that led me up until right before COVID. Um, going into 2020, I was set up to have my best year ever speaking. And I was really focus on trying to make that side hustle my main hustle and stepping away from my corporate job. And then uh, early in that 2020, it all went away. Um, and all those speaking engagements went away. And it, it really became a challenge in that moment, um, saying, okay, well, what do I do now? And we had some content uh, around take change by the hand. It was actually one of the principles of IntelliKey that we had done before. And so We came back, we grabbed that content, and we started doing virtual workshops with teams and coaches and athletic departments across the country via Zoom. Because all these coaches and teams were used to being together. Now no one could be together. And we're dealing with these major changes. And so uh, it gave us an opportunity to reconnect, live into the purpose that we had Um, and just really help people where they were at. It changed the way I processed and my family went through COVID. uh, And it had a huge impact on all these coaches and teams around the country. And it was during the time of COVID um, that I found out that the John Gordon Companies had this certified training program in the Power of Positive Leadership, that two of John's best-selling books, The Power of Positive Leadership and The Power of Positive Team, that they had turned into workshops and trainings. And so During the COVID, I became a certified trainer. And I remember having a conversation with John and and Julie. Julie's the the VP of training. I said, you know, I want to be a trainer, but I don't just want to be a trainer. I want to be on the John Gordon team. And they said, okay, well, that's great, but it doesn't really work like that, right? You got to become a trainer first. And, you know, so I became a trainer. I started doing workshops with teams and groups. And then at the beginning of 2020, 22 20 into 2021 beginning of 2022 i had a meeting with john and i said hey here's my vision you know prior to me coming on board and joining his team as the vp of athletics we did very little in the world of athletics other than you know john would obviously you know do his keynotes with like texas football and other people like that didn't you know he's spoken with clemson for and dabble for you know 11 years in a row now or whatever it is and so I, I laid kind of out the vision for the program and said, we need to be doing these power positive leadership workshops with schools, athletic departments, teams and student athletes across the country. Um, and then he said, OK, I'm on board. Let's do it. Um, and so that's really Jake. what we've been doing the last uh, year and a half is just trying to get to as many schools as we can across the country to bring this. We look at the world of college athletics and I know, you know, being an AD and and the people that listen to this podcast, there, there's a lot of great things about college athletics. And there's a lot of really challenges that we're facing right now from budgets to NIL to transfer portals and all of those things. And, I just love what I get to do to be able to meet these coaches and student athletes and be able to work with them and give them these tools. And the cool thing about it, Jake, is that it's not just, I mean, I want to help them succeed on the football field, soccer field, volleyball court, whatever it may be. But these tools that we're providing them will help them be successful in every area of their life. And so to me, that's the best part of what we get to do.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I, i've I've read, oh gosh, maybe three John Gordon books, and he actually did the keynote at our uh, ni uh, conference this year in Orlando uh, and had him had a chance to see him speak in person. Um I want to go back to that first time you saw him speak in person. You know, what was, you know, just one or two things can that maybe you can zero in on and share with our listeners? And we're going to do a, a John Gordon deep dive in our next segment, but, What really hits you in that first uh, face-to-face, you know, audience participation uh, meeting?
1: Well, and I'll even go back a little bit earlier because it it was through the books that I really connected with John, right? It was reading books like The Energy Bus and The Hard Hat and Training Camp. And what I found was when I was doing the mental toughness training, I just found myself referencing John and his work and quoting his books over and over and over again and so when i finally got to understand that they had this you know training program these workshops available it was a natural progression and then following him through social media and just i think the the two things that i love about john's message is one it's the simplicity of his message all of his messages all of his books are very digestible they're they're simple um, and that they can be applied in a lot of ways, in a lot of areas. So I think that's the one thing. Um, and then I just love the fact, he talks he talks a lot about positivity. And I love what he says in his quote. He says, "Not we're not positive because life is easy. We're positive because life can be really, really hard. And I think that's the idea. There's a lot, and he talks a lot about this, about toxic positivity in the world, that you're just positive just to be positive. Well, that's not helpful. That's not what we're talking about here. And that's really an important distinction is that we want to stay positive. We want to drive into that because life can be and is really, really difficult. I mean, on the campuses that I get to work with, you know, to be a student athlete today with the requirements that are on them from the classroom, from athletics and all the other areas, that's really hard. So these are great skills that we can be giving them to help them.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. And again, we're going to, I'm going to let you, the expert, you know, talk about some of the John Gordon principles, but you're absolutely right. You know, the, the idea of, you know, why we're positive. Uh, I I just love it. I'm excited to hear more. For our listeners, uh, once again, our guest today is Chad Music. He's a coach, he's a speaker, he's an author, and he's part of the John Gordon leadership team. Let's go and take another quick break. And when we come back, you know, Chad's going to share a little bit more about, you know, why you should be reaching out and connecting with the John Gordon program this is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Gipper. Gipper's the official social media graphic solution for our podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to show you how to create world-class content to promote your teams and celebrate your athletes. Gipper's used and trusted by over 3,000 high school and college programs across the country. It's professional graphic design made simple. So go to Gipper.com, mention the podcast, they'll give you a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. We also wanna say thanks to Home Campus. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. And it's also something that I used every single day as an athletic director and you will too. Um, You'll use Home Campus for things like scheduling for student athlete eligibility and clearance. Who doesn't do that every single day? Uh, digital forms and signatures, connecting with parents, connecting with your state association, you name it, Home Campus does it. And all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We'd also like to thank Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that I, um, Allowed our coaches to experience what it was like to be a huddle school. And they provided the tools that our coaches just loved. And it helped them coach all of our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com, join the 8 million users, and turn your school into a huddle school. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Chad Busic, an author, a podcaster, a leader, and part of the John Gordon Leadership program. Uh, Chad, let's talk uh, John Gordon. Uh, I know that there's a lot of ways that our listeners can connect with the resources. Um, let's pretend that somebody listening out there, you know has never read the book, you know, never seen him in person or you. Um, you know, what are some of the resources that are out there right now available? Through the John Gordon Leadership Program?
1: Yeah, so I think there's a lot of different levels. One, I mean, John at the top of the level is obviously John Gordon coming and speak. You mentioned that uh, before that John spoke at, at an event that you were at. He does uh, a couple of years ago, he was the keynote speaker at the NAI National Convention. Um, so there's, and he does keynotes on campuses all the time. So there's an opportunity to bring John into speak to the athletic department directly or to the student athletes directly as well he does that mostly in the fall but um, he he loves to be able to get on campus and do that so that's like kind of the top of the of the level if you will secondarily is these workshops that we do on both power positive leadership and power positive team and it's really my number one focus and job is that a lot of people are aware of John they've read his books they've seen him on social media they've heard all the things. Uh, But they don't know that we do these workshops. We're actually coming in on campuses. uh, The Power of Positive Leadership, uh, for example, that's a four-hour workshop that we do in person on campus. And it's designed to bring the athletic department, the coaches, the staff. We're going to put the athletic trainers, the SIDs, everybody in the same room. And so often we see in college athletics is that all the sports kind of work in silos. They do their own thing. And we want to build the culture across the entire athletic department and program. So it's very interactive. We're going to be talking about, you know, breakout activities where they're going to be interacting together. There's a action plan that we provide with them as well as a PDF during the workshop, that these are things that they can take back to their team. But I'll just really quickly cover Uh, the seven lessons from the power of positive leadership. And you can see how well this fits in the world of college athletics right now. So the first one is that positive leaders drive positive cultures, right? It starts all about the culture within your program across the entire athletic department. The second one is about vision, right? that Positive leaders create a positive vision. They know where they're going and they know where the program is going. The third one is that positive leaders lead with optimism, positivity, and belief. There are a lot of challenges. There's a lot of adversity in the world of college athletics, and it's important that our leaders lead with optimism, positivity, and belief. The fourth lesson is on negativity, because there's no negativity in college athletics these days, right? So we want to give them better skills to be able to confront, transform, and remove the negativity that inevitably they're going to face. Number five is all about building great relationships and teams. And it's so important. Six is about pursuing excellence. We are a college athletic program. We are a high level program. So we should be pursuing excellence, but we do it with both love and accountability. And then the last lesson, lesson seven is about purpose. It's the, why you do what you do, the purpose behind why you choose to be a coach athletic director working with college athletes. So we don't spend equal time on all of those lessons. We do focus more on culture, positivity, and negativity uh, but it's been amazing to be able to work with these college athletic departments across the country. And we do it at all levels, too. I mean, we've worked with Power 5 schools, you know, like Old Miss. We've worked with, you know, Ivy League schools like Harvard. We work with D2 schools, D3 schools, NAIA schools. Uh, we're just trying to bring this to as many people as possible. We also do that exact same workshop with the student athlete leadership groups, with your SACs or your SALT groups, things like that. Uh, super impactful. We do shorten it a little bit. We bring it down to three hours because that's really kind of the most that they can handle. um, And it fits within a window that they're used to very interactive, but the idea is a lot of times we'll do both of those workshops. So maybe athletic director uh, department and coaches in the morning, student athlete leadership group in the afternoon or evening. And then ideally they come together afterwards. Cause I think it's so important that when we think about culture and programs, the, the student athletes, we need to do a better job of giving them a seat at the table, right? We need to be able to understand that they play such an important role in owning that culture within the program. So that's just a quick overview of power, positive leadership and what we're doing to kind of bring, uh, meet the needs that we see on college campuses. Okay.
0: We're going to, um, a, again, listeners, we're not done yet. And we will do this again at the end of the podcast. But, Chad, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, find more, uh, maybe hopefully schedule a session, what's the best way they can do that?
1: Yeah. So they can email me directly if they'd like. And that's Chad, C H A D at John Gordon dot com, J O N G O R D O N dot com. That's direct to me. Uh, they can also check out John Gordon's website. There's websites for both Power of Positive Leadership and Power of Positive Team. So there's a lot of resources out there that can help you get more familiar with that. But email me directly. I'd love to you know, set up a conversation. Uh, I can share with you some of the flyers, some of the schools that we've worked with, uh, some of the testimonials, and a little bit more about the content and what we do.
0: Yeah. We're gonna uh, in our next segment. We're gonna talk about the teams uh, approach um, with the John Gordon program, but right now, uh, you know, you you gave out the the different components that you work at. Uh, culture is a word that gets heard and used and batted back and forth so much, and I think a lot of coaches, you know, a lot of leaders, uh, they still believe. That there's some kind of, you know, magic pill or or magic uh, t-shirt that they can wear to change the culture. Um, without going into the entire program, you know, what's something that you guys talk about in for culture that you see many programs fail to pick up on prior to your coming into their school? Uh, is, there, is there a common culture fail or is it just all over the board?
1: Yeah, I think what we see so often is when you think about coaches, they do their team bonding, their cultural things, like at the beginning of the season. And then it's almost as if it's a box that they check. Well, we did that. And so now we can move on to the X's and O's and the technical tactical part. And I think we have to understand that culture, as John says, it's not just one thing. It's everything that we do. Everything that you do in the program, whether that's at the athletic director level or at the team level, drives the culture. Um, from the way that we travel, from the way we share meals together, how we do our pregame, postgame, all of those things, off season, everything is constantly building the culture. And the one thing I love to tell people and I love to tell um, athletic directors and coaches is that you have a culture. And one of two things happens at the end of the season. You will either appreciate and enjoy the culture you create. Or you'll suffer through the culture you don't create. But you will have, those are the options, right? And we can all talk and hear stories about how culture got away from a team or a program or a school and they had to try to get it back. Um, Culture is a lot like trust. And I like to say that, you know, I love the deal, the story with trust that trust is a lot like climbing the ladder. You can't get to the top in one step, but you can certainly get to the bottom in one misstep. And culture is a lot like that. Culture is everything that we do. It's a lot like the oxygen that's in the room, right? When it's there, when it's present, when it's strong, you hardly even notice it. But if you suck the air out of the room, you're going to notice it real quick. And so when the culture's not there, everybody notices it. So I think to me, it's that idea that you can never, as a coach, as a leader, you can never take your finger off the pulse of culture, especially in college athletics, because think about with the constant turnover and now it's even, you know, escalated even more with transfer portals and those type of things. But every year the culture is a little bit different. Players come in, players go away. This team is culture. This year culture is always going to be a little bit different than last year's culture. So it's just that awareness being intentional about constantly building the culture that you want to create.
0: Yeah, I I love it and and you're absolutely right. Um, um it, it's something that needs the you know the attention the focus of the coach, the captains, you know, everyone in the program. Great stuff. Um for our listeners, one more time, we're visiting today with Chad Music from uh, John Gordon Leadership. We're going to take a break, but we are going to come back and Chad's going to share some more about how John Gordon's program can uh, impact you and your team. So let's take that break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. They're a great way to Show off your school record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, or even your school's Hall of Fame. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They're going to help you bring your school's legacy to life. Uh, Tell everybody about your diverse history, share your proudest moments, and highlight your top role models. Mention the podcast. You'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Rays. Have you ever spent weeks and weeks on a fundraiser and ended up with little if any return? Stop right here. Go to snapraise.com. Hands down, it's the best online fundraising platform out there. We used it at our school, tremendous success. Our coaches loved it, our parents loved it, and it works. Go to snapraise.com. You can also check out their other platforms like Snap Manage and Snap Store. But Snapraise is the fundraising platform you should be doing at your school that's snapraise.com. welcome back everybody to the educational ad podcast chad you um shared with our listeners um about the things that go into the the john gordon uh program um let's say one of our ad's wants to bring you in to talk to their coaches or one of our coaches listeners uh wants to bring you in to talk to the team what can they expect you know what's that experience going to be like as you guys talk to the team
1: yeah it's a great question and and jake i'll start by saying that i one of my challenges and it's a challenge but it's a great opportunity for me as well is that athletic directors and coaches are very, very protective of the people that work for them, that they lead. So athletic directors are very protective of their coaches. Coaches are very protective of their locker rooms. They don't just let anyone in front of their groups to share. At the same time, any good athletic director, any good coach understands and appreciates the value of a trusted outside source that can come in and share with their team. And it's really cool to see one of the real things that we get to do is that I can come in and I can say the exact same thing that you've been saying to your team, to your players. And it resonates completely different because I don't control the playing time. I don't control the paychecks. I don't control the positioning or the technical tactical of it. So when we start diving into these workshops, they're very interactive. Um, It's about building the team. So we start right at the beginning with culture we're typically doing a team building activity um, that really kind of breaks that down. Um, we're going to add uh, some action items that they will do as a team after we're done with the session. And what we have found in the world of teams is that while there are a lot of teams that are interested and want to work with us, they're more interested in working with us a couple of times in the season, not just the one and done. So we've kind of tailored a lot of times our program like that. So we might come in. And cover the first three lessons right at the beginning, maybe in the offseason or at the beginning of the season, that preseason time where the new cultures being formed, new players, things like that. And then we might let them go a little bit, give them some action items to work on and then come back, you know, maybe right before the start of conference or league play and do a second session where we cover the next four lessons. Uh, We found that to be really effective because it allows them a little bit of time. And then there's challenges, there's great things that happen, and then we come in and we can start to address things specific to that team. Um, So that's something that we found that's really effective as well. Um, And I think the other thing that I would add is just when we think about teams, um, we think about the X's and O's so often. And what we like to say is that it's not always the most talented teams that win, it's the most connected teams. Um, and you could look at the Miami Heat as a great example of this. I mean, last year they were the number eight seed in the, in, in the, uh, in the East, and they made it all the way to the, to the uh, NBA championship. They ended up losing to a very talented Denver team, but they're all about culture. Eric Spolster has done an amazing job there in the team. And if you've seen their new third jerseys that they're wearing this year, they just simply say Heat culture on them because um, it's all about the culture. And so that's really the idea of, can you do these other things? And I, and I will never tell a coach, because I coach for so long, that the X's and O's aren't important. They absolutely are. All we're saying is, if you get these other things right, of building a connected team around great relationships, building the right culture, being optimistic positivity and belief and confronting and transforming negativity, if you can get all those things right, then that's going to make your X's and O's even that much better.
0: Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you know you're working with you know and you know and it's not just you it, you know John Gordon you're working with, you know college programs and 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 high schools and companies and things like that. Can you pick one out? Maybe not by name, but uh, just talk about a, a team, a group that you came in and you spoke with and what the transformation was, you know, uh, what the success was from that experience.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I've got several great just stories. I mean, it's, it's what I love about what I get to do is just being connected to these high level coaches and athletes. And um, I'll share one that just happened this fall, which was, it was a really cool story. So I had an opportunity to work with Indiana Wesleyan's women's volleyball team. And Candice Moats is the head coach there. And she's been there. In fact, I think right now, she has the most wins all time for active coaches in the NAIA. It's it's incredible. Um, and she made a decision at the beginning of last year, in, in August of last year, that she wasn't going to do the two-a-day practices. She wasn't going to, you know, grind her players like that. And she was going to go into something different, which says a lot about the type of leader that that takes for someone who's coached that long to make that adjustment. So she chose to do less last year on the court and the physical. That's a, that's a huge thing for a coach to let go of. Instead, what they did is more of this. So I worked with that team, I think, four or five times throughout the season, um, doing different you know culture things and different team activities. And the cool thing about it, Jake, is that in a year in which the coach chose to do less, they won more. They actually won the national championship last year. They finished 38 and zero on the season, um, her first national championship as a coach. And I just love how intentional she was about building the relationships and pouring into all these other things. And the cool thing about the story was, is even though they finished, yeah, I think prior to the national tournament, they had only, they had never gone five sets. I don't think at all in the national tournament. And then, they actually came from behind, and I think three out of their four final four games to win. And in the national championship game, they were down two sets to one and came back and won the fourth set. And in the fifth set, it was they were winning eight to seven at the crossover, the race to 15, win by two. And so much about what I tell the teams that I work with is that when we do all the things that we do, it's about being able to play our best volleyball, soccer, football, whatever it might be, when it matters most. When it's really on the line, can you play your best? And it was really cool because at the break, at the, turn, at the crossover, 8-7, uh, Candice shared with me, and I had spoken to the team earlier that day, and she said to our team, she's like, we've come so far we've battled so much adversity to get to here. What if we just go out and we just let go of everything, just trust each other and just play to our ability. And they started off and they won seven out of the next 10 points to win the national championship. To me, that's what this is about. It's about these little things that just these little skills. Now, am I the reason they won the national championship? By no means is that the case. And I would never say that. But it's these little pieces, and when we think about running a successful program, everyone has a piece to that puzzle. And if you don't have all the pieces, you can't complete the puzzle. So yes, I was fortunate; I got to we got to play uh, a small piece in their success. But I, I just love stories like that, and, and the success that that we see that teams get to have from from doing this.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. You should mention that story because I just saw that on uh, Twitter uh, this morning, uh, and I go, 38, no, you know, that's crazy. Uh, and to hear, you know, the backstory on that, or as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Uh, great, uh, great uh, uh, recommendation for John Gordon. And again, you know, you were you guys the reason? No, but I'll bet you were a part of it. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, Chad, this has been really cool to to meet you, number one, and to hear more about the John Gordon program. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the Athletic Director's Toolbox. Now, anybody listening can tell you've got a you know, tremendous background and grasp of all things athletic, but we're going to take our final break. Uh, going to hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. And when we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director, a brand new leader on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in the toolbox. So uh, let's take that last break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to hear what Chad Music is going to put in his new Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. You know, if you've never done a survey and taken the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Athletic Directors already hear back from the complainers, the people that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys is going to connect you to that group, but they're also going to connect you to the 98% of your parents and student-athletes that support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or student-athlete or maybe your principal or even your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create that custom survey it's going to help you take your athletic program from good to great. That's athleticsurveys.com.
1: And are you before?
0: Hey, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with Chad Buzik, uh, somebody I hope we can call a friend of the show from now on. Uh, Chad's with the John Gordon Leadership Company. has got tremendous background in athletics. But right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand-new athletic director or brand-new leader on their very first job, but only going to let him put three things in the toolbox. So, Chad, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I've been thinking about this. I know you asked this question to all of your listeners, and, and I love the concept of this. So the first thing is a quote that I heard, and I've kind of adapted it for athletic directors and coaches and and leaders in athletics. And that's that athletic directors, coaches, are not responsible for the results. They're responsible for the people who are responsible for the results. And I think so often we get caught up in the results as an athletic director. How many championships? How many teams did my team win? Or as a coach, what's my win-loss record? And at the end of the day, we are a people business. It is about people, it's about relationships and connecting with them. So understanding and let go of the results and understand that you're responsible for the people who are responsible for the results. So that's the first one. The second one is what I call high performance thinking. And this is a triangle and we talk a lot about it in the John Gordon companies. Um, At the top of the triangle is vision, right? It's a clear vision on what you want to accomplish. The bottom right-hand corner of the triangle is the actions and the behaviors that bring that vision to life. And the third piece on the left side is the purpose, which is why you want to create that vision in the first place. So when you have that very clearly defined vision of what you want to accomplish, the actions and the behaviors and the purpose, the why you want to accomplish that, you can be successful in anything that you set your mind to. But it's so often that we, get, we miss one of those pieces. We might have a great vision, but we're not doing the actions and the behaviors that bring that to life. Or we have a great vision. We may even have actions, and then we have challenges, and it's not connected to our purpose, so it falls apart. So it's those three things, vision, actions, and purpose, that really drives high-performance people. And then the third one that I would add to that is this idea of gratitude. I don't know, Jake, I don't know why this happened. I don't know when we allowed this to happen, but we've seemed to have taken gratitude completely out of the high school and college athletic experience. It's completely gone and it's unacceptable. So, I mean, think about it. The moment the competition ends, we're immediately like looking at the standings to see what the results of the other games were. We're constantly thinking about what are we going to do? How are we going to break down film? What's the next practice? All of those things. We need to do a better job of bringing gratitude back into the college athletic experience, high school athletic experience. And that will fuel us. It'll drive us forward. So some great resources that we have reach out. I can help you with that, but teams that bring gratitude into their experience outperform other teams. They get more connected, they perform better. And when you get back and you have to work on those things that they're the, the the flaws, the breaking down film, when you share gratitude in a program, they're much they show up a little bit different. They're more likely to do that. Okay, and then the last thing I want to add for you, it's it's kind of a, a plus one here because we're at the beginning of the year. Uh, many of the listeners may have done this, maybe you've heard of it as well. But uh, John Gordon, Jimmy Page, and Dan Britton wrote a book years ago called One Word, and it was the idea that instead of Choosing a New Year's resolution that you would pick one word to live into throughout this year. So I would love to challenge your listeners to pick a word. Now, be careful the word that you choose, right? Because sometimes if you choose the word patience, you might live into patience for that year in ways you didn't think about. Okay, so choose a word that you will live into throughout the rest of this, you know, twenty twenty four season. And I, I heard one of your listeners or one of your previous guests. Um, talk about work-life balance. And I hear that a lot in the college athletics. And I want to challenge that notion because we we hear that a lot in the world about work-life balance. If you are going to be an athletic director, if you're going to be a coach, your life will be anything but balance. It's not going to be balanced because in order to do the things that you do, that means a lot of evenings and weekends away from your family. So the word that I would love to challenge you to think about instead of work life balance is the word harmony, right? That you would have harmony in your work life, right? So that means making the decisions to be when you're with your family, you're truly with your family. When you're doing your job, you're with your job and having that harmony that works within it. I share this a lot with the coaches and a lot with student athletes right now. And it just, it's a picture that they can really grasp and they can understand that in season you're gonna be really heavy on the athletics and on the practices and the games, but you gotta find the harmony within the work life that we do.
0: Boy, I I love them all. Um and I, I guess I want to talk about your gratitude. Um we've we have a regular guest on our Wednesday wisdom feature. She's college athlete, college coach. Uh now she's a university researcher. She actually has shared the hard science, the research of if you as a leader have an attitude of gratitude, it actually impacts your team and your athletes in a positive way it, it, and that leads to, let's face it, more wins. So yeah, great stuff on gratitude. And uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the one word, ab- absolutely. Uh, you know, Thanks so much for, for sharing that, uh, all of those tools with our listeners. And before we go, uh, listeners, uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, you've got a great resource here. What's the best way that they can find out more? What's the best way they can get connected with you, Chad, and with John Gordon?
1: Yeah, the, the best way is just email me directly. Once again, it's Chad, C-H-A-D, at JohnGordon.com, J-O-N-N. G-O-R-D-O-N.com. Love to connect with you. We do um, free 20-minute Zoom meetings with athletic directors, coaches who are interested in our workshop. No charge for them, just to more give you more details, more information about what we do. And if you reach out and you mention that you heard us on the podcast here, on the Educational AD podcast, we'll even throw a little discount, a little incentive to uh, bring this material, these workshops to your team. Uh, and, Let's talk about it because we do them, while we do a lot of them in person, we also do a lot of these virtually via Zoom as well. So don't think just because you're a small college athletic program that you may not have the resources, you may not have the budget. Don't make that decision on your own reach out to us. We've got ways that we can help you uh, fundraise for it or some best practices where other small schools have found ways to bring this to their team and to their leaders. So uh, reach out. Let's talk about it. And I'd love to find a way to come work with your team. Boy,
0: thanks so much for that. Uh, I mean, the program is a bargain in itself for what you get. But uh, if you're going to give them a little bit of discount listeners, hey, let's take advantage of that. Chad, all the best. Uh, I hope our paths cross uh, down the road at a conference or something. And, uh, you know, hey, if you get down to Florida, you definitely got to look me up. But thanks for sharing with our listeners today and all the best to you in the future.
1: Yeah, Jake, thanks so much for having me on. Really enjoyed the conversation. And like I said, I just love what you're doing to bring these valuable tools to the people who are out in the field doing the work.
0: No, you are very kind. We enjoy doing it. Uh, for our listeners, uh, just a reminder that we do this just about every day and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational 80 Podcast YouTube channel. Of course, we appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great guest on the Educational 80 Podcast. We'll see you next time.